All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Tech Watch Radio, brought to you by Network Providers Incorporated, NetworkProvidersInc.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Hi, Jay. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going well, sir. I got bad news for you. Your audio is low, first of all. Secondly, the bad news is this. Amazon, they say, will no longer accept Venmo as a, quote, payment option. That starts next month, I guess. So the start of 2024. However, they say they will still accept Venmo debit and credit cards. Um, I find that kind of interesting. So uh, it's weird to me because, of course, you're going to accept the debit and the credit card. They're all kind of Visa or MasterCard or Diners Club or American Express or whatever they are. So, of course, you're going to accept those. And whether they come from PayPal or Venmo or who knows who, your airlines or your whatever travel company, I mean, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't surprise me they're taking those. But really, for Amazon to stop taking Venmo, uh, one, restricting payment options in modern times seems to be very backwards. But the second and bigger question is, is it because they want to promote their own payment platform? Jay, you and I have talked quite a bit about ecospheres um, uh, or blogosphere. I don't know what you want to call them. This whole uh, sphere where you get into one person's ecosystem uh, and uh, everything that you do then relates to that. And then it's very, very difficult to use any other um, ecosphere system or whatever you want to call it, system because you're so tied into one that and they don't cooperate very well or interoperate very well uh is this a play to uh make things simpler by amazon or do you think this is a play to push their own payment system what do you think is behind this change jay well i think that they probably will um, have their own payment system they really do in a lot of ways in that um, you'll see websites that have, you know, buy with Amazon and it links into Amazon's payment system, which has everybody's credit card. I mean, who knows what merchant they use behind the scenes, but Amazon almost is already a payment system for a lot of online merchants and things. Um, I, I'm not surprised that they are, are falling out with Venmo a little bit. Um, you know, that is, is Venmo is PayPal basically, right? Same company, yeah. Yeah, so they've never, PayPal and Amazon, they've never really gotten along that well, and people are kind of trying to back burner PayPal. I mean, you see a lot of sites. It used to be, I mean, you remember in the days, early eBay and things like that, you had to have a PayPal account in the early internet in the 2000s. Um, nowadays, it's it's kind of falling behind. You got a lot of other things out there. You got Zello, you got Cash App, you got um, all kinds of things like that. I think Amazon already has the market cornered for that stuff, and they they just don't need to play to to them small fries, even though they're huge multi billion dollar companies. And Amazon's taking on everybody for shipping now. They say Amazon's kind of one of the biggest shippers. I mean, internally too, not counting using UPS or FedEx. I don't mean dollars. I just mean they're building their own infrastructure for that as well, which I find interesting. Now, what's fascinating is they're starting to be kind of a clash of the titans, and I don't know if that's the best term for this or not, but here it goes. Everybody wants to be into the payment system world. So we mentioned PayPal. Venmo's kind of the modern, different twist, app-based predecessor of that. Now, a lot of these other um, companies like X, Twitter, they want to become a big 
payment system. But see, there's already people that are ahead of them in many ways. Just look at QuickBooks. QuickBooks has its own payment system. I can, in my, in my QuickBooks accounting software, press a button and send you a, a link and you can pay. That's right. And if I tie it to the my account to that, I can get discounts and get money faster and I can uh, do all these things with that. Everybody kind of wants to be a payment system uh, these days, it seems like. And it seems like they're trying to control these um, I don't, ecospheres. I don't know what you call them. You're, you're in somebody's whole realm or world of services end-to-end. End. What do we call that? It's right? Vertical integration is usually what you call that. Yeah, but when it when it crosses every sector, though, you're in somebody's world now. You're in their sphere. They're in their, I don't know. Uh, whether it's Apple or Amazon or whatever. And so as Amazon takes on shipping, as Amazon takes on uh, this and that, it's starting to become a a question of payments too. Uh, And um, Google's doing their own payment system. and, And who else is doing their own payment system, Jay? Anybody else you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, lots of people are. You've got Square, you've got Stripe, you've got, um, I mean, there's just. Okay, so now you're bringing up websites or e-commerce. When I build my own website now, I can use Square, I can use Stripe, I can use, well, if I use Shopify, there's a Shopify payment system. Right. At some point, all these payment systems have either got to inter- interoperate and or they're going to consolidate, Jay, because everybody cannot handle I don't even know what to pay you with anymore. Whatever I use, you don't use. And whatever you use, I don't use. And it's going on and on and on. Right now, there's a lot of cross-pollination because if you use Stripe, well, Stripe just says, hey, put in your credit card and we'll take care of the rest. Um, so there's levels of whether you're a bank, whether you're a merchant, whether you're a gateway. I mean, there's a gazillion words along this tech realm of payment systems. But I'm telling you right now that you're going to eventually start to see, instead of a proliferation of more and more and more and everybody getting into the game, you're going to start to see at some point a either a consolidation or some way that interoperability happens or it will be a disaster. It's well, one of the latest kind of frontier disasters in terms of uh, of payments. How do I even get you money now, right? Yeah, and I think personally that the, the Fed is a lot to blame for this. A lot of things have come out that have been great solutions. Um, you've seen Bitcoin that has gotten vilified because they can't control it. Um, Cash App was doing really well early a uh, year or two ago, and then they were becoming so good at what they were doing where you were able to exchange money electronically like cash without merchant fees on either end of it because you were doing it all within Cash App is owned by Square. You were doing it all within their system, and you know, then the IRS started coming out with all this. Oh, any any transactions that are going through these guys up to even seven hundred or six hundred dollars are going to be uh, taxed and everything else. Five hundred ninety nine dollars, if you want to be exact, sir. Yeah, and, and so that people are like, well, if I'm splitting the rent with my buddy now, they they've backtracked on this some and said, well, no, that doesn't really count. But how do you how do you know the difference? So people are shying away from this and going back to cash because every time we come out with a solution like Bitcoin or Cash App or anything else. The, the Fed just wants to shut it down because they've got to get their hands in there and they've got to mess it up, in my opinion. Venmo is one of them that's really popular, and I got a business Venmo account. And then long story short, they made it so impossible. I needed to – it's a long story, but I had somebody working for me, and I tied my business Venmo account to their email address, 
which made sense at the time because then in their app they could see their personal, they could they could see my business because they were my accountant. Well, then they weren't my accountant anymore, and I had no way to change my business Venmo to a different person. So I had to literally why, why end would that the be? Venmo. I had to literally end the Venmo account and start a new Venmo account tied to a different email address slash phone number. So Why would ridiculous. it be? I don't know. I tried to climb up their ladder, and they're just like, we don't have an answer for this. We're not going to have one anytime soon. They get, and so this is what I mean. This stuff is really cool, and it's really neat. But, man, we're so early in some of these stages uh, that it's amazing. Uh, payments, for example. You know, you charge your credit card, and three days later, it hits your bank account. In modern day, you know what? It should hit your bank account within minutes. I mean, come on now. Right. And so we're, we've almost in some ways, even though we think we've gone forward and in many cool ways we have, it's really easy to pay somebody. But we've also gone in some ways quite a bit backwards. That's and I submit that this fraction, fractured marketplace has got to be looked at from a tech point of view. I'm not talking about government or, or politics, but from a policy point of view or an interoperability point of view, or a, there needs to become kind of some standards. And if I'm using PayPal and you're using cash and somebody else says, hey, you know what? I need you to pay me on Shopify. There's got to be a way where we can just work this out. Now, some of these payment systems have embraced other technologies. So if you're on Shopify, you can take a PayPal payment through the Shopify system. You can take a uh, Venmo payment or a PayPal payment or a this or that. So, you know, there's starting to be some progress, but it's all still piecemeal and it's all really, really slow. Why does it matter to the average Joe? Well, if you're a store owner, it matters because you need to support all this stuff to make it easy for your customers. If you're just the average Joe, you don't really care. You just simply go, do you take Apple Pay? And they're like, yeah, or no. And then somebody's like, swipe your card. Oh, you got one of them things. Don't swipe your card. Put it in this slot. So you put it in the slot, and then, like, oh, it doesn't work. Take it out and swipe it. And, okay, we've got to solve this stuff. And I know security is at the core, but this fractionalized market, I believe, is one of the biggest security concerns and reason that I bring it up. The more we standardize, the more we develop technologies and layers of protection around these things, and the more we have interoperability standards that can be hardened, the better off we'll be, Jay. Yeah, and I don't think that we're in the early stages of this. I, I almost feel like we're too mature. We're too far down the, the road to where you have both companies and regulators who just feel like they've got to have their hand in every single pie and they can't let anything slip by to where you you've got a, a cruft of regulation that's stifling the market and you don't you're not like an early market or a uh, a changing dynamic where where everybody's pioneering these things i think we're too far along with too much of a wet blanket on the whole system to come up with a good solution in many ways you're right about that so in some ways we're super immature in the sense that it's that it, that is not standards that what I'm bringing up is true. On one hand, we are far down the road, as you wisely point out. For example, um, the credit card fees are outrageous. If you have a company, they are not a super well-known company with good rates, and you don't have the best provider. Just say, and I don't want to name one because I don't want to, but um, and you don't do a lot of transactions, but you still need the the technology and you don't have a present card, so it's cheaper if you swipe the card and the card's present, but if you don't have a present card and you have all the things that are against you, literally you can be paying four, five, six, seven percent um, for these credit card transactions. We have got to get a handle on this too. I get a little bit of a transactional fee, I understand. 
It costs money to support the technology, the hardware, the gateways, the merchants, the, all the different people up and down the line. But this has got out of control too, though. If I um, use these systems, uh, it's it, 5% is expensive. And so now people are starting to just say, well, I'll give you my bank account number, routing number, and we'll do ACH because that won't cost near as much money. Um, or if people Companies send Companies are promoting that or, now. They are because it's the only way. Or they'll either simply say this: you got to pay the credit card fee of three percent. We'll add that to your invoice, or you can do ACH. Which, which as far as I know, from your bank, doesn't that violate their terms of service with their merchant account? Because most merchant accounts have in the fine print that you cannot charge the merchant fee to the customer after the fact. Well, yes, but that's only if you get sued and if somebody enforces it. Right. But you're right. That's true. But I'll Factually, tell you another thing you're that exactly happens. Right. Uh, so uh, I won't again. I won't name names, but. This is a major player in credit card industry where they have now, just recently, I think it was April last year, um, they changed refunds. So if I were, to, if I make a sale to Sam and I sell him something for thirty bucks, Sam changes his mind. Of course, I only get whatever twenty seven dollars or whatever it is from that thing as the merchant itself. Um, Sam changes his mind, returns the item. It used to be if you processed a return, you would get those fees back. Now, this company and many others are keeping the transaction fee even when you do a return. So they're and they're they're making changes like this all along where, you know, credit cards seem like a great deal back when there was points and there was all this free stuff and the merchant fees were one percent and everything was low. And when they were trying to push it out. But now that it's getting adoption rates and some say even up to 80 percent in America of adoption rates for people that just use credit cards only. Um, you know, now we're seeing that that slide and that change where. Hey, we're not as nice as we used to be, and now we're gonna have all these extra rules and fees, and you know. Well, it's, and sometimes it's not, it's not the not promise they made. Nice. Sometimes it's forced by other people around you in the ecosphere, or whatever you want to call it, um, that that cause this. So, if the credit card machine costs me more to buy, you know, it's not just a dumb machine anymore. It's a smart machine that can read chips and that can do this and that can do that and that can, and, and so it's more expensive for me to process cards or. Um, yeah, but if you can buy a smartphone for, to... for $25, I don't think that a credit card machine should cost $300 or $500 or $800 well, you're right, but it like does. they do. I know they do. That's right. They're just and ripping people off on both ends. But with a smartphone, then you got to buy some little box to swipe the card or, or do the touch or whatever, the tap, whatever you want to do it. Then you got to do that. And then there's more fees for that because it's mobile. It's well, not, no, what I'm see? saying is even some of the most basic Android phones have more brains in them than these oh, machines yeah. that they're selling for $500 a piece. Like a, uh, like oh, a, yeah. um, but the reason that they're selling them for $500 a piece is because they have their own operating system in them. They're hardened. They're less subject to hacking. Oh, yeah. They can, I mean, in other words, there's reasons. And I'm not saying the reasons are justifiable. But what I'm saying to you is the average vendor that may be changing their terms, it's because they're getting beaten up. They're not just going, I want to charge you more money for gas, Jay. So you're going to pay extra. Or I'm not going to, they're just simply saying, look, this is getting too expensive for me. So if you pay cash, oftentimes to avoid the agreements that you mentioned, I can't say you're going to pay extra for a credit card. Right. And what I can say, it. though, is I'll give you a discount for if you cash. don't use your credit card. I love seeing that. I want to see more of that. So don't charge people the merchant fees if you're going to use credit card, but offer people a cash discount. I like it. Um, so there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of discussion. Now, here's the other problem about this discussion. Um, there's a lot of people that will not take cash. They'll only take card. That's so if true. You go on an airplane or whatever. They're just like, look, we won't even take a look. You want to buy 
an extra little treat on an airplane or a drink or something that's not just standard fare. Hey, we got this menu, but we don't take cash. And the, or some there's multiple reasons you'd for go, that. Uh, well, there's reasons, the, but then there, but by law they have to take cash because on the front of the bill of cash it says this is legal tender. You I know, take but it. you got merchants who two two reasons I can think of at least right offhand is number one they don't like having to maintain a till and change and all that stuff, but number two they don't trust their employees. So I've seen this with food trucks a lot. They will say right. we're card only because they don't have to trust the employees are going to steal from them because if it's all credit card transactions, it's all in the bank. Nobody can. You also can't have somebody come up and and hold up your your truck or whatever because there's no cash there. There's nothing for anybody to steal. Right. That's one side of the coin. I don't disagree. On the other side of the coin, though, there's a lot of places that say we only take cash. So there's a lot of believe it or not food trucks and everything else. They That's only true. take cash. They're like we don't take cards. We don't have a card. That's the one like, they're missing well, out on. I know, on, but I need to know? buy lunch. They're like, there's a tiller over, right over there. There's a bank. What do you call those? Automatic ATM. machines? ATM, yeah. Uh, right over there. Go get cash. <laughs> yeah, like, those are the ones whoa. that the IRS are worried about. They, you know, they're wringing their hands at night that they're missing out on taxes from Maybe, some food truck. but at the same time, you can't blame them, though. The food truck's just going, listen, I don't have the fees to process the credit cards. I, I got to have some kind of technical internet way to, to do it. I got to pay. Now I got to have my Square device plugged into my cell phone to charge mobile the hot spot. some mobile internet to get that. Yeah. And now you're talking about money, That's money, ridiculous. money, money, money. Three, four, five percent to charge every card plus some base fee with your merchant plus some internet connection at 50 bucks a month if it works. And if it doesn't work, are you down or do you have a backup connection? I mean, it, it, you go all down this tech road. And I know we'd probably bore people to death with a credit card discussion, but there's also a difference between debit cards and credit cards. They say you want to right. use a credit card because then you can charge it and challenge the transaction. On the other hand, people say, well, no, I'd rather have a debit card because I don't have to qualify for a debit card, really. I mean, if I put a couple hundred bucks in the bank, they'll give me a debit card, whereas I can't have a credit card unless I have enough worthy credit. Well, into your like, oh, we'll go get a prepaid credit card. Okay, well, that's really a debit card with money on it tied up. That's all it is. And to your um, point earlier about having an instantaneous transaction, some people like that about debit cards because the transaction is verified and done right then as it happens, and it gets deducted from your account. Yes, but it still takes a bit to get in the right person's account to charge the card. Well, yeah. I don't know why. It should be instant, but right. okay. Uh, anyway, so it's 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 complicated. We live in a very unique world. Um, I know this sounds super Super high tech, but I'd rather go back to, for the most part, just cash and checks. Yeah, you want to use Utah goldbacks or something, right, Sam? <sighs> I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> uh, what I'm, what, what I don't I've like. I've seen is those, this. and they're very clever. I like them. Every I time clever. I do transactions, I get dinged two or three percent or four percent for every single thing I do. Um, even you know, including getting paid now. I saw a post you about this where somebody was talking about, you know, if you have $50 and you have it in uh, in cash and you're, you're paying the barber to cut your hair and he pays the whatever car wash person and they pay the butcher and it goes around, it's still $50. But if you if everybody's using a credit card and 3% is getting dinged on that every time, it goes around 20-something times and there's no money left. It's all gone off to Visa and MasterCard and there's no money in that local economy anymore. Don't they call that a shell game? I I would think so. I mean, I don't, <laughs> you see people that are like, you know, buy local and support your local people, and then 
they don't have a, a dollar in their pocket. They're just using credit cards, and I don't understand it. Well, you're right about that. Let me make things um, even more kind of strange for you. We talked before about these deep fake videos uh, and how these boys took advantage of these girls and they took pictures off of, um, you know, the yearbooks and pictures that were around school and they used high-tech AI technology to make the girls naked and have all these photos and they got in trouble and it was a big to-do. And we talked about it in detail on one of our episodes a few weeks ago. Right? Right. Well, now there's a headline. This is so bad, Jay. Headline says this. Police issue warning to parents about new iPhone features. Uh, And then they say this is being sent out by local police. What happens is, is that the new versions have the... um, Oh, what's it called when you transfer data? You talking about AirDrop? Yeah, AirDrop. Anyway, where it's got a version of AirDrop now that just literally is by default parts of it's open. And if you're not very careful and turn that off, people could steal information like predators. Um, You know, your phone's on the table. uh, You turn around. Some guy walks by, touches his phone to yours. Now he's got the girl's information. And so police are warning about this, saying, hey, this is a real big problem. Now, I know it's not identical to the deep fake, deep fake photo stuff, but it leads to more concern for the youth. And so these police departments are putting out this big, massive concern for youth uh, about this. And they say, don't worry, you can turn it off, and it's good. Others say, don't worry, you have to touch phone to phone and stuff like that. So it's not as big of a threat as you might think, but it's big enough to where police departments around the country are now issuing these warnings. This message is being sent out by local police departments, local, warning local citizens and their parents about the name drop feature in iOS 17. So with that system, if you put your phone up to somebody else's and both of your phones have that, that turned on, all you get is basically... Um, like a contact card, but not even all your contact information. You get a name and maybe a photo if you have a public photo set, but that's it. It's not like you can scrape somebody's data phone number. or get into their phone. You may also get a phone number. I'm not sure about that right, one. Right, so now if I get a name and a picture and a phone number, what can I do with that on the web, Jay? Yeah, you can do a lot. I understand, but you also have to be in really close proximity. You have to put the phones like end-to-end together or your one on top of right. the other. Your point's right, but that's what I'm saying is that the police are warning about this, saying this is a big issue. There's different variations of the warnings that are out there. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not really that big of a deal for the reasons that you're saying. But believe it or not, it's out in Florida. There, Oakland County uh, in Michigan is warning parents about it, and they're telling people, turn it off. Because it can share your contact information without you realizing it. Uh, and it sounds simple. And it sounds like it's not really that big of a deal. But for parents who have children who have iPhones, don't forget to change those settings off. Because believe it or not, that simple update adds that feature and by default it's on, Jay. Leave it to the world to take what would be a cool feature and abuse it. But, yeah, I, I agree. I would turn it off. And I wouldn't have it on. Apple will probably fix this like they have with other things where they'll make it um, only with contacts of people you know or friends of friends because they can do the math on that algorithm to figure it out. 
Um, that's probably, I imagine, how they'll fix it in a future update. But, yeah, I, I would turn it off. I, I think it's sad because it is kind of a cool feature. But, you know, leave it to people to abuse it. Anyway, all I'm telling you is I realize that it's not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a concern as they're making it out to be because, yes, the phones have to touch. And, yes, you have to uh, have the latest iOS version or anything else. The point is something is being changed to your privacy that you may not know or be aware of and you could be taken advantage of because of it. It's kind of like stealing credit card information. you got to be kind of close up or get a receipt or something to do it, but it's done all the time. All right, keep an eye on tech. That's what we do so you don't have to. NPITechGuys.com. If you want to learn more or get involved, NetworkProvidersInc.com. Make it a great tech day.